his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 820 here on KMOX. Stuart McMillan back with you here on Total Information AM. Well, coming up this weekend, the downtown St. Patrick's Day Parade. Not today, because sometimes when people say, this weekend, you mean like today? No, this coming weekend. So next weekend. Next weekend? This coming weekend? We'll date about that, but debate about that later. Anyway, it's coming up next weekend, we'll say. <laughs> With us now to talk about all the festivities, Paul Crow, this year's chairman of the parade downtown. So tell me about what's coming up for this year's parade. Well, Stuart, on uh, March 11th, uh, we will have uh, over 300,000 people uh, dressed in their uh, Irish green uh, celebrating St. Louis uh, as part of our downtown parade. Um, it is our 54th year for the parade. Uh, it was founded by Joe McGlynn uh, and first walked down the streets of St. Louis in 1970. And we uh, uh, also are in our 45th year of the St. Patrick's Day Parade run, uh, which kicks off at 9 a.m. Uh, and uh, um, will run the streets of downtown St. Louis. We have a, both a five-mile course and a 3K course uh, for those that want to uh, get to the free Michelob Ultra, uh, who is our primary sponsor of the run. First, uh, for a cold, uh, free Michelob Ultra. Are you saying there's going to be free beer at a St. Pat's parade? That's exactly what I'm saying. So it is, uh, uh, Michelob Ultra has been, and Anheuser-Busch InBev has been a wonderful sponsor of our event uh, for years. And uh, one of the tried and true parts of the morning is to finish off your run with a nice cold beverage. Has it always been this big? Uh, it started off uh, uh, small. It started off, uh, Joe McGlynn told the story of uh, Mayor Cervantes uh, walk, uh, allowing them to use the boardroom in City Hall for their first meeting, uh, and it, it has grown over time. Uh, it's grown in both uh, its notoriety among the city, uh, city residents and county residents as part of the St. Louis's Rite of Spring, but it is one of the largest parades in the country now, and we have the honor every year uh, to have honorary council or honorary members of Irish Parliament uh, or Irish Senate uh, participate uh, in uh, our events. And this year, Senator Fiona O'Loughlin uh, will be joining us. Uh, she is a current sitting member of the Irish Senate, uh, and she will be a wonderful guest of honor and be attending all of our events. Uh, we also have Patrick Murphy, who is our honorary parade marshal and is an Emmy Award-winning television broadcaster, Arthur, author, and artist, um, and is also uh, from St. Louis, right? Uh, we have military guests of honor coming, 
Major General uh, Major General James Bonner, who is part of the U.S. Army uh, Maneuver Support Center of Excellence at Fort Leonard Wood. And uh, we also have Colonel Joseph Cleet Getz uh, from the Engineering School, uh, uh, who is the U.S. Army Engineering School Commandant. Uh, so uh, we are truly, uh, Stuart, an all-American parade that has an Irish twist to it or an Irish theme to it. Uh, again, as I said before, a true celebration of St. Louis and all of the great things that we have uh, around the area and specifically in downtown St. Louis. Let's go over some of the numbers. So how many participants will you think uh, will be there for the parade? How many people watching? Uh, how many marchers? Got all those stats? Uh, we do. Uh, we have over 120 units this year. It is a full parade. It will be about a two and a half hour uh, spectacle in downtown St. Louis, uh, filled with uh, over a dozen uh, musical uh, groups or marching bands, uh, eight balloons. Uh, I believe we have about a dozen uh, Irish dancing or other dancing uh, units and 40-plus uh, floats and other clans and uh, uh, family groups walking in the parade. So 120 units starting at 18th and Market and heading west uh, all the way to Market, making the turn onto Broadway and ending at Broadway and Clark. Uh, we will have uh, um, 300,000 people viewing it. We will have uh, um, uh, wonderful events for all ages. Uh, we have a great opportunity uh, to participate in uh, an all-inclusive viewing area, which is new to our parade event this year, called the Emerald Pub. Uh, and it will be located down by Keener Plaza on the southeast corner uh, of Market, at Market and Broadway. It's an all-inclusive ticketed event. Uh, it is $100 to get in, and all the food will be provided by Salt and Smoke. And we have uh, beverages provided by Anheuser-Busch and Breakthrough Beverage. Uh, and uh, I can also, Stuart, for your listeners out there, uh, give you a discount code available through uh, uh, through Sunday night uh, of KMOX. And if you enter KMOX, you will get 20% off of your ticket. So that $100 ticket becomes 80 and come down and join the parade and uh, have an all-inclusive heated tent experience right on the parade route. That is Paul Crow, the chairman for downtown St. Pat's Parade. Patrick Murphy, the voice of Channel 9, honorary chair. I spoke with him outside St. John's of the Apostle Church next to a 16-foot Celtic cross statue. St. Pat's Day, what is it in your words? Well, it's the feast of St. Patrick. I mean, it originated as a, as a religious ceremony. And in fact, in Ireland, people instead of painting the streets green and, and, and drinking green beer, they actually go to mass. St. <laughs> Patrick is the patron saint of Ireland. And American immigrants, Irish immigrants, when they came to America, anything that would bring cohesion to their community, uh, they celebrated and, and welcomed. So of course, the you know, the feast of St. Patrick, the patron saint, that was a, a great opportunity to have a parade. And they started having parades in St. Louis, St. Patrick's Day parades uh, from the parishes as early as like the 1820s. So it's been a, a tradition for a long time. So how has it uh, been Americanized, I guess, since like, <laughs> you know, like you said, beginning in the church. Yeah. And now, you know, more of a, it's party time. Right. I mean, that's America, right? <laughs> 
you know. We make everything a party, is let, that what you're saying? Let's have a party and let's make it a big deal. And of course, you know, the Irish were persecuted for a long time in St. Louis and Catholics were persecuted. So this was an opportunity to say, we're here, like it or not, we're here, and we're going to wear green, and we're going to have a big parade, and we're just going to let you know we're not going anywhere. You know, we are going to stick around. And uh, then over time, other people started celebrating it because it looked like so much fun. Everybody wanted to get into that. Everybody's act. Irish on St. Pat's Day, Everybody right? is Irish. <laughs> and it's funny because if you look at the history of the Irish in St. Louis, Back in the 1840s, people were coming over here from the potato famine, and they were poor, and they didn't have any skills, and they'd come from the countryside, and, and all of these poor Irish come. They settle on the north side in Kerry Patch, and nobody wanted to have anything to do with them. They were much despised up until the early 20th century. I remember stories from my family, Irish need not apply, and, and a, lot of, a lot of prejudice. And so they set up their own schools and their own everything. And now... We've got two St. Patrick's Day parades. So, like, what's that all about? Like, we really assimilated, didn't we? More of my conversation with Patrick Murphy about the history of the Irish in St. Louis and the parade coming up at 930. You don't want to miss that. It is 829 on KMOX. This is Total Information AM Sunday on the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. St. Pat's Downtown Parade coming up this weekend. I spoke with Patrick Murphy, four-time Emmy Award winner. He's my guest. We met outside St. John's, the Apostle Church, to talk about the history of the Irish in St. Louis and why there are two parades on this day. So what's the deal? Why are there two? Oh, Come that, on, you got to give me the scoop that's, here. That's interesting. That, that is very interesting. Because I've talked to all of the people involved in both sides of this. Well, you, then you are the foremost. I am the foremost <laughs> what? Authority. Authority, Authority. on this subject. Uh, yes. Two uh, parades, Patrick Murphy yeah. does. And there's nothing more credible than an Irish authority. <laughs> you know? Because there's we'll make no it. fish tails because, in any of this? Because or? we'll make it up if okay, we don't know okay. what the answer is. But this is actually, this is absolutely mostly true. And I, because I've done all of the research on that. I'm going to make shirts out of that one. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a sweatshirt, doesn't it? So uh, Kelly Green sweatshirts that says this is mostly true. <laughs> okay, Joe McGlynn. And we're standing right here right now at, at Plaza Square at 15th Street in Chestnut. Behind me is a 16-and-a-half-foot Celtic cross uh, dedicated to the Irish who settled here in, in, in St. Louis. Joe McGlynn. Uh, St. Louis attorney, been around for a long time. He uh, organized the, the, the money and to be able to, to erect this here. Well, back in 1969, he had the idea of taking the St. Patrick's Day parade. And there were little parades based out of parishes and things. But he wanted to bring the Feast of St. Patrick to everybody, include everybody, not just Irish, but the whole city. So the first downtown St. Patrick's Day parade, where they paint the streets green and have floats and all that, was on St. Patrick's Day in 1970. I hear the weather was lousy. I hope we have better weather this year. But uh, And they invited celebrities and politicians from Ireland, and it took off. This is sort of like the 53rd, 54th year that, that they've been that they've been doing that. And they included all of these Irish organizations like the Hibernians and, and uh, Irish love clubs. I mean, they have... You know, they just love clubs, getting together and talking about the old sod and bending an elbow. So everybody, uh, it took off. It became immensely popular. One of the biggest St. Patrick's Day parades in the country. But it's Irish, right? So there's got to somewhere be a little bit of division. That's just, the, it's in our genes. If you have two Irish people, there's going to be a faction somewhere along the line. 
So the Hibernians were one of the groups that were a, a big part of this. And, and everybody's friends, by the way. There is no real animosity. But the Hibernians thought that the parade had drifted away from a celebration of Catholicism and Irish clans and Irish families. And, and darn it, it should be on St. Patrick's Day, not the Saturday near St. Patrick's Day, but on St. Patrick's Day. So they were more purist, more traditional That's in it. their values. They were more purist. So let's bring it back to, like, it's St. Patrick, it's Irish, it's our roots, it's, you know, it's, it's pure. And, and I mean, There is something nice about that. I mean, no, no, the thing is, both sides have a point. What's wrong with inclusivity and including everybody and sharing this wonderful part of our culture with everybody? Nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, getting back to the roots of it, too. And the funny thing is, okay, this is 1983 then. Something came up which really broke the camel's back. And that was, there was an organ, this was the Troubles, okay, in Northern Ireland in the 1980s. Bobby Sands, the hunger strikes and all of that. Then it was violent and very sad. And there was an American group, they had a chapter here in St. Louis called Irish Northern Aid. And NORAID, as it was called, raised money and sent it to Ireland. Well, it depends on which story you want to believe. Because there are always more than one story in anything related, any related to Ireland. Yeah, exactly. One is that it was an organization that was raising money for widows and orphans of, of, of people killed uh, in, by British troops during the occupation of Ireland. And, the, and what a great organization. The other side was that it was a terrorist group, you know, raising money to send guns for, you know. So... Um, depending on which, you know, which side you believed, your attitude about NORAID would be... They're either benevolent or they're terrorists. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> One man's nationalist is another man's patriot, I suppose. So the Hibernian, well, they wanted to have a float in the parade in 1983. And uh, the inclusive group, you know, they said, no, we, we can't do that. It's just too, it's too controversial. Too many people, including the government of Ireland, consider this a terrorist group, no. Uh, the Hibernians said, why not? I mean, isn't this what we're kind of all about? I mean, we have, have a tradition of helping the Irish, you know, attain their freedom. Irish wouldn't be, Ireland wouldn't be a country without St. Louisans and Irish all over America contributing money over the, over, the, over the decades. So, and I'm really simplifying this, and both sides are going to tell me that I got this wrong, okay? <laughs> but I can handle it. They'll be breaking I down can, the doors of KMOX. I can, I can, I can <laughs> yeah, you better your we'll door. We'll have a follow-up story. Better your door than my door, <laughs> I suppose. Where's Patrick at? And, and so they said, you know what, Hibernians, because it was basically the Hibernians that were the purists, and they said, let's, you know, Norade, fine, no problem. And they said, well, if you want to include Norade, why don't you have your own parade? So they broke away. They decided now it's called the Dogtown Parade or the Hibernian Parade. 1983. By 1986, they had settled on Dogtown as the site. So uh, that's why we have two today. But the interesting thing is there's, there's no hard feelings. I've sat down and had a, a glass of Guinness with all the characters from both sides of this. They, they go to each other's parades. You'll see Hibernians downtown. You'll see... Uh, you know, people who enjoy the downtown parade out in, in Dogtown on St. Patrick's Day. So there's no animosity. And, you know, just being the Irish, I suppose they say, well, if you can have two parades, isn't that twice as good as one? 
I mean, it's just more promotion for the Irish way, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, two parades is better than one. And so, you know, each one has a slightly different flavor. You don't have to take sides on which party you like better, really. So, you know, that's, that's that. Again, like you said, where we're standing right now is a, a big part of history, and it's not too far from where uh, a large uh, Irish community first yeah, came here. This is a, a beautiful cross. It's a, it's a Celtic cross, which goes, you know, the designs and things go all the way back into, you know, the Celtic knots and the designs. And it's interesting, this is 16 and a half feet. In Calvary Cemetery, there's one that is 17 feet tall. So this is almost a deferential six inches shorter than the one in Calvary well, Cemetery. It's got a little bit of a bump down here. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a little bit of a lift. There's a flower bed that lifts it me. about a foot up. Work, work with me here. I can't work with <laughs> You, may, you measure you're starting there, right there at the bottom. Where <laughs> at the base of yeah, the, the statue. At, at, at of the, the base, okay. no. No, so. I mean, you want to calculate sea level? I mean, you're... <laughs> yeah, you and, might have to do some differences. Yeah. But the one in Calvary Cemetery was installed in 1902, at, at a time when Ireland was still not free. And every Easter, because of the 1916 Easter uprising in, in Dublin and all over Ireland, uh, the Hibernians still, on Easter, they, they go to the Celtic Cross in Calvary Cemetery, and they, you know, sing and make speeches and, 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 and the ashes of some of the martyrs of the 1916 rebellion are still there. And they sort of appreciate that there's maybe still unfinished business in Ireland until it's, it's, it's one country again, uh, which doesn't look like it's going to happen very likely in the, in the near future between the still the potential for trouble between the north and the south. But you're right, just to the north of here is... Um, you can't see it on the radio, but I'm pointing north. Aren't, am I? Yes. Can you yeah, that? I'm confirming he is I'm, pointing north. I am, I'm pointing north. And uh, that used to be called the Bottoms, that, that land just, uh, just, we're Union stations right over there to the north. And that was where a whole bunch of Irish gangs had territory. There was, I love these names too, Egan's Rats, Jelly Roll Hogan. And then the Bottoms Gang, which were just like sociopathic maniacs. This is from like the 1880s to the 1920s. Prohibition, all those crazy days. And they controlled this territory over here. A little further to the north is Kerry Patch, which is this great sprawling Irish slum that started in the 1840s. My family is from there, Kerry Patch. Um, all the way to like 6th Street, where St. Patrick's used to be, the church, all the way, almost all the way out to Jefferson. And that was this giant slump, really, of, 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 of Irish, and a really important part of St. Louis history, too. They even had a king of Kerry Patch. Here are a bunch of people who fled a monarchy, and the Irish elected king. The first thing they want to do is they, have a king. Yeah, huh? and they, it was funny. And in, in like in the 1880s, they had a coronation. 10,000 people with torchlights wandering through the streets of North St. Louis, Kerry Patch, holding a chair with their king, a guy named Jack Sheehan, uh, at, at, with a silver crown on his head, and they're singing songs. And one of the songs they were singing, can you imagine the, the sentiment, just the blatant sentiment and craziness of this Irish culture? They're singing songs like, Oh, why did they dig my mother's grave so deep? <laughs> with a tear in their eye and torches. And, and I mean, Irish, Irish culture, I, I learned a lot of this reading the book and going back to old newspapers. Uh, it's just a wonderful, crazy culture of paradoxes and contradictions and passion and, and emotion and tradition and kind, of a, and kind of a chip on their shoulder, too. 
That is Patrick Murphy's special guest this morning on KMOX. Thanks for joining me. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future, in vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.